what a mighty God we serve. God put that song on my spirit. But today I'm going to go over Romans 6 and hoping to inspire you to let you know as a Christian that through our new nature, we can yield our members because we're no longer in the fleshly nature or the natural nature after you become born again. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We die daily. That means we we put on Christ's nature after he died on the cross for our sins that we can exercise these promises because God has given us the ability to do so through his son. So we crucify flesh daily. For instance, listen further. God bless you. Okay, today I was led to read Romans chapter 6. Actually, I heard it on the radio yesterday, the topic itself. And it's referring to God's grace. It says, verse 1 of chapter 6 of the book of Romans reads, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ's death was baptized into it? Do you know as that as many of us were baptized into Christ, Jesus was baptized into his death, therefore... We were buried with him through baptism into death. The justice Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Right there. We ought to walk in the newness of life. Now, as you continue to read the the chapter for yourself, it's letting you know that under the law, you still were slave to sin. The law referring to the Old Testament, it didn't stop them from sinning. It didn't, it didn't, it it didn't, uh, it didn't change their inner hearts. Right? So, it's letting the reader know today that your hearts are changed or is changed if you believed in Jesus Christ. If you believe that he died for your sin, you take on his newness of life. So this passage of scripture allows me to know and the readers to know that you don't have to live the way you used to live when you have the newness of life of Christ Jesus. 
it, 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 it lets the reader know that you're not controlled by sin. And if you find yourself as a believer still being controlled by sin, do an inventory as to why. Am I, am I reading the word of God like I should? Am I being committed to this relationship with my God through his son, Jesus Christ? Am I applying the scriptures in my life? Because here it tells us, once you become his child or reborn again or accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you're not bound to the same sin that you used to do before you met him. How do we know this? How do you know this? It says in verse 8, Now if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So if I died, my old man died with him, then I live in a new life with him. I live as he lived now spiritually. And, And living as Christ lived now spiritually in your individual lives, saying verse 12 therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body don't let sin rule you because as a christian as a believer you don't have it doesn't have to rule you any longer and and i met this man the other day when he said he was a Christian, he was saved. I told him to give an example. He said he knew what it was, but he never said what it meant. And um, a, and I told him, I said, you know, a lot of people say they're Christians, but they're not. They're not going to make it to heaven because he said one thing. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do it. No, you do it, but through Christ's help, with His help. And see, a lot of times, and and me and my son was talking about when people become Christians and accept Lord as they save, they stop right there. And I told the young man, well, he was my age. I told him, I said, just like when you were in a relationship with a woman, it's ongoing. It's just not one phase. It's ongoing. You just don't stop at one thing in a relationship when you're in a relationship with a woman, I told him. And the same thing with Christ. You build upon that relationship with Christ. Accepting Christ as your personal savior is, is I'm just going to be, it's, it's enough for salvation. It's enough to get you in the door. But you have to do your part as a believer. Because God is not accepting every sacrifice that people are giving him. Because you know why? Because oftentimes they're not. Are we really giving him our best? How can I say I'm giving my best and I'm still acting the same way, doing the same things I did before I met him? Do a self-inventory. Read the Bible for yourself. Read the scriptures. It'll tell you. It'll teach you. I recommend it. Well, the Holy Ghost recommended the man through me to read the book of Ephesians because it tells us how we ought to conduct ourselves as believers. Because sometimes... We think that's the end. And that's why I pray that when you hear this recording as a non-believer, that you go to a church, pray that God leads you to a church that teaches the full gospel, the whole complete word of God. Because it's imperative to your growth as a baby Christian that you become mature. 
because this walk with Christ is not a one-time thing. It's forever going until the day we die. You have joined the family of Christ and that's the membership through the blood of Jesus Christ pay for you to enter in. But there's things and duties that you must do. But at the end of the day, that they, those duties that you do through Christ and obeying God is blessings. It's not, it's not um, that you're sacrificing uh, unto idols or your blood unto idols. You give your life through, through the true living God and he will bless you through obedience. And Romans chapter 6, let us know that we are not slaves and if you are a Christian, you are a slave to unrighteousness. Do a self-inventory through the scriptures, that is. Because I used to read the scriptures long, long time ago. And I'm like, okay, God, what does this really mean? I understand what it's saying, but how does that apply to me? Especially if I'm struggling in a certain area of my life. But here he's saying so lovingly, I believe it's Paul. That you don't have to have those struggles in your life. In other words, he has given you ability since you're born again that you don't have to be slave to sin. Oh, once I realize I don't have to live this way, then what do I do about it? Apply the scriptures fasting and praying and implement implementation. And then I heard another, another man of God on the radio the other day, he was stressing the, he was talking about holiness. <clears throat> he was talking about holiness to, he, <clears throat> excuse me. He was talking about holiness, separation unto God and, and he was explaining that you just cannot do everything. You cannot eat everything. You Meaning you cannot put everything in your spirit. How do you expect to not walk in sin? How do you expect not to be a slave to sin if you're still watching things that lead you into sin? And it takes discipline. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. If you keep doing the same thing, of course you're going to still be living in sin or, 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 or you're going to be a slave to sin as the scripture says. Because you, you're not giving up stuff. Sometimes you got to give things up for God. And in turn, God will bless you. How, how I'm going to keep living in, what do I want to say? Say for instance, ladies, lady listeners, you, you, you desire a mate you desire to be married to a man who loves the Lord, but you yet still living and shacking up with your boyfriend and you know, he ain't a Christian and you know, that's not your husband, but you still live with him. You're living in sin. Still you're a slave to that sin of, of fornication. Evidently. So you got to give up something for Christ to live in holiness. Holiness means you separate the things you do are separated for God. And I'm not saying you, you're not what I want to put, how I'm going to put it. You're not in a prison. You live in this world, right? 
but it's certain things that God's required of his children. In this case, he requires us to live unto righteousness. So if I'm shacking up or for, just say fornicating, I'm just going to say fornicating. If I'm fornicating consistently, then I'm living in unrighteousness. I'm not living it unto God. Oh, God tells us to be sober-minded. How am I being sober-minded and my mama was drunk? I'm not sober-minded. Or you could be you you could be not sober-minded by constant worry. Focus on Christ. So there's things that we require to do if we want to produce that fruit that we're that's that help me holy spirit that's already there for us it's there for us it's like a pathway say for example you go in that grandma's house right you got the directions and how to get there and once you get to grandma's house you know there's gonna be all kind of benefits at grandma's house it's gonna be all the love she got for you she gonna make the best meals for her grandbabies and she gives a plethora of gifts but you got to go the pathway to get to her house. She can have all those gifts and the delicious food and the love there for you. But if you don't follow the path, you're never going to get to her house to get those gifts. It's the same thing with Christ Jesus. It's certain things that the Heavenly Father, because thank God for Jesus that who enables to do this. Through his blood that he shelter in Calvary. So it's the same thing. God has a pathway for us believers to follow, to to reap the beautiful benefits of his love. All of it, all benefits, not just some, all of it. But there's a certain pathway that we must take. And in that pathway is that we die to sin, that we produce more fruits of righteousness. And in producing more fruits of righteousness, it leads to holiness. Holiness, what? A lifestyle separate to God. That's it. It seems simple in this phrase, but it's evidently a process in the life that the believer will experience and struggle with. But it's a point of that you'll cross the threshold of, of being confident and, 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 confident in your relationship with the heavenly father through his son jesus christ that holiness will become a attribute that you live and it's not it's not i'm I'm telling you holiness is not the way you dress although you will follow the scriptures when he tells you to dress meekly right Holiness is not. They, for instance, I remember when I was a Christian, we could not go to the movies at all. There was like boundaries. We we were not just we the church that I attended. We were not supposed to go to the movies. But they never they tell us all oh, because it's bad because I think but there there's bad things at the movies or what you watch on the movie theater. But the thing of it is. They could have broke it down in more detail. It's certain things that you still can watch at the movies and take your kids to see the movie or take it's certain things that you have at the movie theater. 
You don't watch rated R movies if that's what you choose to as a Christian, as a believer, not to watch. That's how they should have broke it down. And that does make sense because you are what you eat. Just like people talk about how we should have a certain diet to be healthy. Healthy is not about your size, by the way. Healthy is not not only the size of your body. You can have real thin people who their hearts are very unhealthy, right? And the same thing spiritually. You can think you're spiritually healthy, but you're spiritually dead. Are you spiritually, um, excuse me, those who, who are believers, you're spiritually malnutritioned. And so if you're constantly watching a lot of junk, that's going to feed your spirit. Especially if you're not giving God no time in the word. And that's what I mean. You become what you eat spiritually. If you're all about gossip, that's what you're going to be. And your spirit is going to be gossip. If you're all about spreading rumors, that's what your spirit, the Bible distinctly talks against these things, these conducts, but a lot of Christians still do it. That's why I say today, do a self inventory today, do a self inventory, just see what the scripture says. You said stand in the new Testament. Ephesians is a good book to read. Galatians is a good book to read. Because it tells us about relationships and how we ought to, how we ought to resemble the father's likeness, but we cannot do it without him. And I'm going to be straightforward. I cannot live this life without Christ, heavenly father. And I like living this way. Don't get it twisted. It's not like he's twisting my arm and uh, forcing me to do this. Actually, it's actually, it's quite beautiful. It's not, it's not pressure. You know, like the other, the church that I came from, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Nobody wants to hear the can't, can't, can't. And I understand that. But when you find out, oh, living like this for God, it brings you a peace. Living, understanding why we should live this way to God. It brings you comfort. Having the desire to want to please the Father, it brings you joy. And 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 growing up, it seemed like it was so many restrictions. So many restrictions. Don't do this. Don't do this. You can't do this. That the God gives a life to live it more abundantly. God wants His children to enjoy life. So, getting back to the scripture here. It says, he, he says, let me speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness. So now as Christians today, now present your members as slaves of righteousness of for holiness For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the same of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. And if you look back in your life, the things that you did now, you're ashamed of the things you did after God reveals, gives you the understanding. 
I know the world said, get buck wild, live now, do what you want, live freely. That's what the world says. That's a choice. You do have a choice. But for God, children, he requires something different of you. He requires a different standard for you because you belong to him. Most people who believe in God, they believe in God as a superior, good being, kind being, high being. I would imagine they don't see God at a strip club. Yes. Even in, even if they don't know God, people, those who say he is at the strip club, that's blasphemy. They don't believe God, but those who have some type of reference, they wouldn't imagine God going to a strip club. So therefore, shouldn't you represent the God of the Bible? If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you say you're a believer, and you still finding yourself doing the same things you did after you accepted Christ? Search the scriptures for yourself. Because it's right there. And the thing of it is, it's not even put, it's not even put in a mean way. God is not yelling and fussing at you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to educate you on how you should live as a Christian. And in turn, when you live a separated life to Christ, there's, there's, there's just blessings that he equipped you with. How to live on this earth through power, through anointing, through prayer, through fasting. He gives you meekness. He gives you kindness. He gives you gentleness. He gives you boldness too. He gives you power to trample on scorpions and snakes. That's a, that, that's, that's a beautiful, uh, um, the life that you live for Christ brings beauty and brings power, brings revelation. It brings closeness when you commit it to him. So today, listener, do you commit to your God? Do you to commit your life to the son after you accepted him and want him to be a part of your life? Or do you put him to the side and bring him out only when bad things happen in your life? Do you hide him? Do you, do you still go to illicit sex parties? Do you still backbite your brother and sister in Christ Jesus? Do you still cause havoc and chaos? God doesn't cause chaos. God doesn't cause havoc. So if you find yourself living that way, you're not living unto holiness. You're not living unto righteousness. You're living unto unrighteousness. And that tells me unrighteousness bring forth death. You're not walking. Frankly, you're not walking like Father, the Father in heaven wants us to walk if we say we're his children. And to this thing, I know there's certain levels. I pray for maturity in the body of Christ today in the name of Jesus. 
I pray that we focus on more of the things of God, more of the heart of God than the heart of mankind, to, than the heart of what we see around us. That's why sometimes you are what you eat. You got to turn off the radio. You got to turn off the television. You have to monitor what you watch as an adult. Not just have your monitor what your children watch. You have to monitor what you put in your spirit as an adult. So you can lend your members unto righteousness. One may say, well, what else do I supposed to do? I have nothing else to do but to sit on the phone and gossip. It's nothing else for me to do out there or in here. You can still yield your members unto God with his help. Go volunteer somewhere. Go help somebody out. That's righteousness. And God will bless you because you're doing his work. When When you're being kind to somebody else, you're doing his work. Or when somebody says something negative about that person, you don't, I'm not involved in that. I don't want to be a part of that because that's not lending my members to righteousness. I'm not going to gossip today. And it's a process. Believer, it's a process. Oh, they make this horrible joke about this person. I'm not going to laugh at that joke about that person. That's yielding your members to righteousness. That's what you could do one day at a time. Okay, I want to I want to cause a fight today. Don't cause a fight today. That's yielding your members to righteousness. That is doing what God would have you to do. That's why accepting Christ is beautiful. That leads you into eternal life. But as you read in the scriptures, the Bible says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity that I know you not. They was casting out demons and everything, but they still didn't make it into heaven. Why? 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 So as I share with the man, everybody's not going to make it into heaven. I think they are because they still doing what they want to do. Living in any kind of way. Unrighteousness. God is not improving every sacrifice because you say, oh, thank you, God. He don't even hear that because your deeds, excuse me, I'm about to be frank. Your deeds are dirty to him. He can't see it because Jesus' blood is not covering your dirt. So yielding your members as a believer to God, to righteousness is important. And as a Christian, we have ability to do it. Call on the Father to help you. Call him if you want to help. You might not want to help. Some people don't want the Lord's help. So to the listener today, I pray that God, that you desire to God to help you yield your members from gossip, from backbiting, from lying, from cheating. Ask God to help you. Ask God to strengthen you. And how do you get the help first as a believer? By meditating on his word for yourself. 
by reading the scriptures for yourself today. I pray that this message encourage a listener. Yield your members to righteousness, whether it's your tongue, your body, talking, listening, seeing. Yield those members to righteousness opposed to unrighteousness. Because you have the ability to do it through Christ Jesus if you're a believer. Because Romans 6 teaches this. Teaches this. You no longer walk in the old way. You walk after righteousness. If you choose to. If you choose to. Be encouraged today my brother and sister in Christ Jesus. Know that the Lord loves you. With all his heart. Because he is the one who gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Be encouraged today and those who find themselves struggling with that that yielding that and that sin, ask God to help you in the area and he will do it. You know why he'll do it? Because that's a prayer of righteousness and that's a prayer that he will hear. When you want to do, please the Father in heaven. Be blessed today. The Lord loves you and so do I. I pray that something was said and done to encourage you today and also for the person who may not know Christ as their personal savior who may want to get to know God who happened to stumble on this podcast channel purity for purpose I would like to introduce you and invite you to know the Savior who died on the cross for your sins, who may be struggling in areas of their life and want to change and don't know how to change. I can tell you that the Savior, Jesus Christ, can change you if you but believe. Stand on those scriptures for St. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Romans says, If you believe with your mouth, but excuse me, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved. Meaning that if you believe that he died for you, he shed his blood for you to have eternal life. Like Nicodemus asked, how can one be saved or reborn? Does he enter his mother's womb a second time? Jesus tells him no. If you believe today, that this loving God allowed his son to die on the cross for your hangups, for your sins, for all your ungodly deeds that you committed. Repent to the Father and ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to take over your life. Some of you are tired today. Of doing the same old, same old thing, and God created purpose in you. Ask Him to take over. 
Repent means to change from. You want to change your ways, but we can't do it without Christ Jesus. So today I invite you to this wonderful Savior who loves you today. Just like the children of Israel, they went through things and other examples in the Bible. But God is a loving God that he makes of a way of an escape for those who choose to believe he loves you today. I invite you to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And I pray that you find a full gospel church that will minister the word of God to your hearts. Hallelujah. Ask God to lead you. Read your Bible. You could start with the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because sometimes you don't know what to read when you become a a Christian, a baby Christian, a, a newborn Christian. But I, I, I compel you to read the Bible. Even if you don't understand it, God will give you understanding. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. If read, you could read it out loud. Read it in your heart. Read, put it in your spirit. Like the world says or the saying says, you are what you eat. It's the same thing spiritually. We are what we eat. We eat the word of God. So I pray that you ask God after you ask him for forgiveness. God, can you please forgive me of my sins that I committed unto you? Every ungodly deed in the son, he forgive you because Jesus' blood washes away. You ask him to take over your life and you believe it. The Bible says you shall be saved. Go tell somebody you're saved. You're born again today. And guess what else? The angels are in heaven are rejoicing over your soul. Hallelujah. Over one soul, the Bible says, the angels rejoice over. To God be the glory. And if you happen to ask God, Christ Jesus, to take over your life, welcome to the Christian family today. Welcome, and I decree and declare, declare growth and all the promises that God belongs to you, including the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The evidence is speaking in tongues. Lord, I thank and I praise you for moving on people today. The listener, the believer, the backslider, and my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you. Amen.